Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Hey. Why is a towel on the table? I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. You've been home for two fucking days. How would I know? I even been in this room. Mm. Well, I'll move it. So how's your day going, babe? You were a little sick today. Oh, we were... my God. I thought I was dying. Yeah, you came home sick. We were supposed to go to the zoo. Babe, I would rather have the regular flu for like three weeks than be sick to my stomach. I wonder if you had what the touch of what I had oh in Ohio. And then as soon as I got home, my sugar fucking bottomed out. Yeah, that's what you said. It happened like three times last night. That ain't good. No, it happened Friday night too, and it was it was funny because I was at work and one of my paramedics was in the office with me, and mm. I felt it drop, so I checked and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, it's like eighty four And he's like, "What? What do I do? What do I? What? Do I, go get me some oral glucose." Okay, <laughs> that's a good that's a good idea, honey. You're a paramedic. <laughs> you should know that. Relax. Right. I'm not gonna pass out. I'm not gonna die. Right. Don't worry. Uh. So. Yeah, I don't know why. It's been bottoming the last couple days. It sucks when it does that. Maybe just because you're sick. I don't know. But I was kind of bummed. We were supposed to go to the zoo. We're still we going to th- go to the zoo. Except yeah. now, this time, we can rent a scooter and I don't I fucking push you. I know. I'm so fucking excited. Oh, my God, babe. When I saw that you could rent them, I was like, oh, oh. Jesus. Yeah, because you <clears throat> pushing me around the whole zoo would not be fucking fun for you. No. No. Like, not even a little bit. Yeah. Mm-mm. So this is cool. I can rent a, a scooter. I can stay up with you guys. Thank God. But little man wants to see the lights so bad. So That's the, the Snapchat I was just looking at. I think uh, our sister-in-law is there with the boys. Oh, is she really? Yeah, that's what it looked like. All right. Well, we're going to go, what, Friday? Mm-hmm. Friday or Sunday. All right. Very cool. One of the two. Speaking of little man, I had such a great day making him feel like shit on Madden. I'm going to fucking crack (laughs) that goddamn game when nobody's looking. Oh, babe. Like, I didn't even, I don't, like, you know how I am. I want to play by myself. Mm -hmm. But he kept fucking asking. Dad, let's just see if we can. And I made up some bullshit that like it's only one player. No, then you're you're both children because then you have to make a point to not only beat him but annihilate him and rub it in his fucking face <laughs> in the hopes that he's not going to want to play with you anymore. I know <laughs> he's going to continue to play with you and throw the controller until he beats you one time. Oh, he gets you do realize so pissed. you do realize that once he beats you once, oh, he, the thrill is gone. Yeah, I, I'm not going to live it down. No, like, and he will stop wanting to play. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's why today I was like, dude, we, we got to just buy it for him so he stops fucking wanting to play it. Like, I want to play my season so fucking bad. Well, then let And then every two minutes, Dad, can let, we play? Can we play Madden? I, w- I want to play you. I want to beat you this time. If you let him win, he will leave you alone. <laughs> Babe, I've been kicking the shit out of him. I know, which is why he wants to continue to play. Because he's going to want to play until he beats you. Yeah. Let him fucking win. Yeah. And he'll stop. Yeah, true. And then I don't have to listen to it anymore. <laughs> you got so pissed then, too. Oh, my God. It's a fucking game. <laughs> I swear to God. You guys are fucking terrible. I know we are. 
you how do you think it is when you're gone during the day? This is us. This is what we do. <laughs> I, I don't even know. This is what we do, babe. That's good to know. Mm. Yeah. So what else is going on? Nothing. I'm just realizing, though, that that's why, like, neither one of you clean anything, because you're too busy. Oh, we're playing all day. yelling at each other. Yeah, we're playing and yelling all day. Jesus Christ. Clean. We don't have time to clean. But me, you wake (laughs) me up. Are you going to move your shoes? (laughs) Babe, your ten pairs of shoes are fucking everywhere. They're always in the way of, like, the walkway where I've got to walk. Where you have to what? Where I have to walk. Roll? Roll? Where you roll? By the couch, in front of the couch. Okay. Yeah. You have three three different Mm -hmm. pairs of shoes right now in front of of the couch. And you know what? I use all three pairs to take the dog out, to go and get you dip, to take the garbage out. One pair of shoes is enough. No. Because you yell at me about any pair of shoes that I fucking wear. (sighs) Because you leave them where I walk. (sighs) Maybe there's... Yeah, it, it almost worked a, like last week when I almost took a header. Oh my god! God, you whine all day too when I'm not here. <laughs> to Jax, yes. Oh, he tells me, Mom, <laughs> you should hear Dad complain about you when you are not home. And I was like, I don't know why he just doesn't do it when I'm home. It's love. Yeah, and he's like, probably because he doesn't want you to yell at him. And I was like, well, then maybe he shouldn't say stupid things. <laughs> It's love, babe. Just saying. It's, it's all out of love. Oh my god! So what do we, uh, what do we got today? Oh, do we have any new Patreons? Uh, yeah, but I put my phone away because you just yelled at me for my phone. Oh, so, my bad. My bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. Lizzie, I believe. Awesome. Is her name? Let me. Let me Thank you, Lizzie. Let me look. All right, you're gonna look. Am I gonna get yelled at? If your fucking phone goes off again, yeah. I got a new background. It's glittery. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> glittery, huh? Oh, wait. Oh. What? Hang on. Is this updated? We we might have more. Ooh. Um, How do you know if it's updated uh, or not? I don't. I, I don't. Um, And I think... Think. Uh, Long pause. I, yeah, babe. I know. I think I um, I think I talked about these already. Okay. I'm not sure. So we'll just say them again. Uh, Carrie. Carrie, thank you. Sarah Beth. Sarah Beth, thank you. And then uh, there's a Lizzie. Lizzie, I know thank you. Um, I don't know. I have to look at this. Sorry, I'm I'm looking. I promise. I'm just. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm a, oh God, I'm trash. I need to fucking look at this more. Yes, you do. I do. I know you I do. do. It's it's terrible. I know. I need oh, a day just to like I made do good that. Coffee. That's it. Just that. Yeah, you do. I know. You fixed up the website today, though. Thank I did. God. Yeah. It wasn't Man, working for I'm some reason. Fucking trash. You are trash. Ugh. But it's okay, because we're all trash. Oh, my God. We're in it together, babe. All right. Um, I'm a dick. I'll answer everybody tonight. I I promise. Scout's honor. 
premise. Yeah, put the phone down. You don't need to answer I didn't them put now. it down. I already did put it down. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. Close it up. Are you, are you, you done? Put it away. Oh, my God. Good job, babe. Are you, are you done? Take a hit of the vape. Oh, my God. Breathe in. I'm going to fucking... And breathe out. I'm going to hit him. Like, hard. <laughs> really hard. Oh, I love giving you shit, babe. I want to punch you in the face right now. I love giving you shit. I'm going to take a deep breath so I don't punch you in the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what do you got for us today? You got a good one today. Um, I went down a motherfucking rabbit hole. <clears throat> today, uh, for Monica, actually... Mm-hmm. We are doing the Smiley Face Killers. Yeah, that's right. So, and we're doing it because the last case we did, Brian Schaefer. Was somewhat possibly. People think that he could be. And, you know, they kind of, they kind of got rid of the whole, well, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't because he was never found. Right. But he fits the, not criteria, but you know what I'm trying to say, profile. And there's other cases that they suspect are the smiley face, right. you know, a victim of the smiley face killer. One was never found. Mm-hmm. And one went into a bar on surveillance footage. And never came and back. And was never seen coming out. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's really There was weird. also another person in Columbus. Same circumstances. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, you never know. So I'll, I'll preface this by saying it's really 50-50. People are not like, yeah, maybe it could be, maybe it couldn't be. You either believe that this is happening or you don't. You don't. don't. My thing is, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows about the case. Take out the whole smiley face killer. Mm -hmm. Something's not fucking right. Right. Like something's not right. Yeah, something's up. It's too... It's... I mean, I don't really believe in coincidences to begin with. Yeah, I know. But like one or two coincidences. Eh, yeah. Okay. Nine in the same town? Yeah. Something's up. In the same fucking town. Yeah, something's up. I mean. Something ain't right. I know guys are, are dumb when they're drunk, but. Something I mean, smells hanky. I, I don't see that many people trying to walk a mile to go pee in a river. Right. I just, I just don't. Something's not right. Right. So I dug a little bit and I found some things and. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So. All right. Hit me with it. All right. Hey, I got a heartburn. Fuck, man. Heartburn with headache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Oxygen did a special on the Smiley Face Killers. Oh, okay. Um, And they said. Uh, quote, since 1997, hundreds of college-aged men have mysteriously drowned and their bodies have been found in clusters around the country. The victims are eerily, eerily similar. They're all athletic, academ- academic achievers, in addition to uh, being attractive. And then, what did I fucking write here? Uh, what are you doing? Oh. Uh, in addition, near where many of the bodies are recovered is one distinct mark. Graffiti of a smiley face. And if you hear snoring, it's our dog in the background. He's already fucking chance the pupper, man. Yeah, he's already knocked out. All right, you ready? You do you know anything about this case? No. I'm very curious as to how you are gonna 
feel about it actually. All right. Um, <clears throat> there's just there's some Means stuff. I'm gonna have to pay attention. You're gonna, yeah. So <clears throat> there's a, there's dates. I know you get confused with. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a dick. I know you get confused with dates. So there's there's dates, but not something you really have to remember. Okay. It's not a timeline thing that you have to remember in regards to the dates. Okay. Um, I threw a lot of cases in here. Ooh. I didn't get very detailed. Okay. Just, you're not going to get confused because they're so similar. I got you. So, okay. if I start to confuse you, though, let me know because I, re- I really want you to, to pay attention. Okay. So, at a December 2018 press conference, Pam Jones speaks about her, Pam James, excuse me, speaks about her son. Quote, today we are here to say that our son Dakota did not get drunk, cross four lanes of a highway, a cement barrier, walk down approximately 30 steps to urinate, then accidentally fall in the river. To us, this is a homicide, and we will continue to look for the answers on why and by whom. I should have looked up how to say this word. The? No. D-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it while I learn how to uh, pronounce it. What is it in relation? It's to? a school. Oh. Um. So, 23 year old university student Dakota James was last seen on January 25th, 2017, after a night out with friends on Liberty Avenue in downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah. I have to look up the name. D U Q U. E-S. Oh, here we go. It's a private university. Yeah. In Pittsburgh. Okay. University of the Holy Spirit. Whoa. Ooh, I didn't know that. All right. Things to know. Can we, um, can we learn how to say it, please? I don't know. It's, it's. Do your best de- and then let's de- move on. Dukusini? I don't know. That's really fucking wrong. So, surveillance video caught Dakota walking home through the cultural district, then through Katz Plaza, down an alley, toward toward Fort DeGesney, I don't know, Boulevard, presumably walking to his home on the north side. Because they felt Dakota had fallen into the river while peeing, the police did not do a missing persons report for five days. A friend of Dakota's told Pam that six weeks prior... Dakota was possibly drugged and almost abducted. Mm. Yeah. So the six weeks prior, he was out drinking with the same group of friends and yeah. called a girlfriend of his and right. said, I'm cold. I'm scared. I don't know where I'm at. Come get me. She shows up to where he's at. She said he doesn't appear intoxicated. He's walking in a straight line. He's not dirty. He's not disheveled. Yeah. But he looks confused. And he's walking towards an SUV that's double parked in the wrong direction. Mm. She calls his name and he comes over to the car. He gets in. He's crying. He says he has no idea where the last four hours went. And he was getting ready to get into an SUV. That's weird. Yeah. So 40 days after he went missing, Dakota's body was found in the Ohio River near the Interstate 79 bridge over Nivelle Island. The Allegheny County medical examiner ruled Dakota's death an accidental drowning. Mm. So what actually happened to Dakota? If it was an accidental drowning that happened that night he disappeared, 
Why doesn't his body look like it's spent 40 days in a river traveling 10 miles through a dam? What does it look like? Pristine. What? Yeah. There's no way. Uh, And you're in. Was there foul play? His parents say absolutely. His parents, along with two retired NYPD detectives and a criminal justice professor from Minnesota, believe he is the victim of a killer, or killers, targeting college-age men since the late 1990s. Could there actually be a smiley face killer or killers, or is it some sort of conspiracy theory being used to explain away a loved one's drunken accident? It depends on who you are. One person says the 40-plus deaths are too similar to be statistically coincidental. Another says, quote, people don't like to live with uh, ambiguity. People don't like the idea that their loved ones could be blamed for something. The reality is, maybe had that person not been drunk that night or gone out, then they may not have died. Not fully understanding what happened allows the families to, quote, point the finger to have someone to blame. One man, Michael Arntfield, a Canadian criminologist and alleged true crime expert, goes as far as saying, quote, Jack the Ripper and the Smiley Face Killer are two great examples of the press combined with opportunistic people turning a series of tragedies into a myth of a killer that doesn't exist. Oh. I'm sorry, Jack the Ripper does what? <laughs> what? What? Huh. These women were found fucking disemboweled on a street. Right. So somebody had to do that. They right. didn't do that to themselves. So Jack the Ripper didn't exist. Hmm. What what okay. the fuck? Canada. Come yeah, on. Right. Whew. Let's get with it. So it's hard to believe, or excuse me, it's hard to go with that argument when the similarities between a majority of these deaths are obvious to even the average person. When a cluster of eight men in the exact same area have almost identical stories. When there's witnesses to near abductions of these men. When there's ligature marks. When the bodies look pristine after being in the water for weeks on end, or when a police chief determines an accidental drowning is now actually a homicide four years after the fact. Can you make sure the dog's not licking or he's, chewing? He's sleeping. Oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't move. He's, he's sleeping. Okay. So, um, they're all college-age, attractive, white men. Yeah. Athletic, successful in school. Most of them are college students. They've all been drinking and right. are alone, obviously, at the time of their abduction. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't be abducted. So, It all started with the 1997 death of Fordham University student Patrick McNeil. 21-year-old Patrick was out with friends on February 17th, 1997 at the Dapper Dog. Dapper Dog. Dapper Dog in downtown Manhattan. After being seen in the bathroom throwing up, Patrick left the bar. Most of his friends didn't see him leave the bar, with the exception of a female friend who said that she would leave with him and to wait for her. When she came outside of the bar, Patrick was gone. A little after midnight, Patrick was seen by witnesses outside the bar in a highly unstable and disoriented state. Described as reminiscent of someone on a type of debilitating narcotic or drug. He was observed stumbling, running into parked cars, and vomiting. Hmm. Patrick was walking south on 2nd Avenue from 92nd Street. Witnesses state that at this time, they observed a once double-parked vehicle outside the bar start to follow Patrick south on 2nd Avenue. Yeah. It was occupied by a man and a woman. Patrick fell to the ground a short distance later. 
When he fell, the vehicle stopped and waited for him to get up. When Patrick started walking south again, the car started following again. He was last seen turning left onto 90th Street with the vehicle still following. Fifty days later, on April 7, 1997, Patrick's body was found in the Eastern River. It was recovered 12 miles from where he was last seen, the Bay Ridge section of Brooklyn, at Owl's Head Water Pollution Control Plant at the 69th Street Pier on Shore Road. He was wearing only jeans, his socks, and his underwear. According to the information obtained about the water currents for the East River and the NYPD Harbor Unit for that day, there is no feasible way his body would have gotten to where it was discovered because of the currents. There's no way. Mm. Autopsy revealed that Patrick's blood alcohol content, his BAC, at the time of recovery was 0.16. Just over the legal limit. Yeah. Like, just over. Yeah. Now, the body naturally produces... So you're not... He's not fucked up. No. He's not even close to what he was acting as. No. So now, the body naturally produces alcohol during decomposition. So they guesstimate that it increased his BAC by 0.04 during the 50 days, which means he would have been at 0.12 at the time of entry. Yeah, so I mean... Which is, no, it's six drinks, okay? He's six foot tall, 195 pounds. So he's buzzed. If that. (laughs) You're right. 100% not consistent with behavior that he was exhibiting. The other thing, he was recovered supine, which means he was on his back. Drowning victims are not found on on their back. Yeah, you're going to be on your belly. Right. So now, there's no fixed lividity mentioned in the autopsy report. However, when you look at the autopsy photos, there is fixed lividity to the front of his body. It's on his face. It's on his chest. It's on his stomach. So he had to have died (sighs) face down and laid that way for approximately 8 to 10 hours. Right. He's found supine in the water. Um, Was he tied down to something? No. Not that they know of. Just wait. I'm getting there. Okay. Am I in the right track Yes. Yes. So the ME in the report states, quote, circumferentially around the neck, there's a pattern which consists of numerous vertical lines evenly spaced, approximately one sixteenth of an inch, around his neck in a pattern as if to suggest some type of of binding this is clearly seen in the autopsy photo yeah those are ligature marks ladies and gentlemen so now is it documented in the autopsy yeah that was the me that said circumferentially okay but there was no lividity mentioned in the autopsy report that's why i was asking because yeah it should be so now that's not a great fucking report A couple other things that were in the report in 1997, but were actually not released to the family or publicly until 2008. Okay. The fixed lividity is one. And that's huge. The second is the multiple fly eggs and larvae found in his groin area and pubic hair. These were clearly stunted in the early stage of development, um, and they were house flies. They were inside flies. So flies don't lay eggs on humans deceased in temperatures under fifty-two degrees. It okay. was forty degrees at night the night he disappeared, and the water was much colder. 
So he died outside. He somewhere. had to have died indoors. Yeah. And been kept indoors long enough for flies to lay eggs. Right. And then dumped. Yeah. Hmm. There's flies. There shouldn't be flies. The other thing released in 2008. There's severe blackening to the head and upper torso. The ME says that it is from the exposure to the elements and advanced decomp. However, my buddy, Dr. Cyril Wecht, uh, determined later that these were anti-mortem, which is before death, thermal injuries from burning while secured to an object by his neck. Ooh. There's also graduated decomposition patterns that don't match each other. Yeah. So there's different stages, basically, of decomp in different parts of his body. Right. So the blackened skin did not bloat like you would in water. Really? Which means it can't be from exposure to the elements. Yeah. What makes skin contract? Fire. Yeah. Once your skin and your muscles are contracted, it's going to take a long time to bloat. If he was in the water for 50 days. Oh, yeah. If it was enough decomp to be from the elements, advanced decomp, how come his feet weren't in any stage of decomp? What? He should have had skin slippage on his feet, correct? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. That's... They they determine that the absence of the skin slippage proves that he had to be submerged for no more than 24 hours. Yeah. There's stages of, you know, the blackened skin didn't bloat. There's marbled mm. redness, which means his clothes stopped it. So he had pants on. His legs weren't burned, right? Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, there's questions, okay? Now, at the time, the witnesses got a partial plate. They, um, the investigators, one of the investigators in the missing persons unit was Kevin Gannon. He had a partial plate. They went to their supervisors to get what they call a lawman's search. Yeah. You know what that is? No. Okay. So, that's when they can take the partial plate and they can run it through a system that will bring up every combination that it could have. And any matches that it would make. I wonder if we had that. Well, I don't, I don't think we had that. They didn't do it because it was twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I could see that being a lot. Yeah, I I could too, but <laughs> I, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think mm, we had that. Yeah, we we were a lower budget department. Yeah, yeah. I get I give you guys pens. So, um, so that we're I'm, lucky we had computers. I know. So the ME called it an accidental drowning uh, with the manor being undetermined. Now, the bar that he was at is nowhere near the water. Yeah. He would have had to walk several blocks and climb a fucking fence. Oh, wow. I get you guys want to pee on stuff, but this is a bit much for me. Not when we're drunk. Eh. We we got to pee bad. I know, so. which means, are you going to walk a half a mile to go no, pee in water? No. You're going to walk three feet out of the bar. We're going to walk three feet out of the bar. And pee in pee the parking the, lot. Pee on the wall. Right. No, these guys are walking half or a mile. Or pee on someone's car. Half a mile to a mile to pee in the water. Yeah, no. So this one walked no way. several blocks and then climbed a fence. No, sir. And no. then peed in the water and fell in. No, I would have peed going over the fence. Yeah, you would have fell going over the fence. And then peed. Yeah. (laughs) So now Kevin Gannon is like, "Mm, something's not right. This isn't right. This doesn't mesh well. Like, it's not adding up. Yeah. He tells his parents, Patrick's parents, 
I will find the person who did this. I will. He becomes even more suspicious when there's two more similar deaths in the next 15 months in the same area. On December 31st, 1997, 21-year-old Lawrence Roberts was at a bar on 42nd Street and 6th Avenue in downtown Manhattan. In February of 1998, his body was found almost in the exact same spot as Patrick McNeil near 75th, 69th Street Pier. Excuse me. It was determined to be an accidental drowning with the manner undetermined. In May, my, yeah, May of 1998, 19-year-old Joshua Bender who was going to Yeshiva University, vanished from his dorm. And on May 24th, he was found in the Hudson River. What's with all these universities with these fucking names? The weird, I know, I don't know. So now Joshua was Jewish Orthodox, so he didn't have an autopsy. The parents didn't want an autopsy, obviously. Um, There were no external signs of trauma, so they said no foul play. Okay. Okay. So... In 1997, Kevin Gannon was a detective in NYPD's Missing Persons Unit. He was assigned to Patrick McNeil's case until his body was found. When his body was found, it obviously got transferred to homicide. Homicide. He started noticing more cases like it, young men being accosted either in the bar or outside of the bar that were inebriated. He felt that they were possibly further drugged, taken somewhere, overpowered, abused and tortured possibly, and then killed. Then they were later left in the water to obscure marks, bruises, and wash off any DNA. Drowning is not always the cause of death. He thinks they were put into the water post-mortem. Right. And most of them, he feels, were drugged with GHB. Okay. Any proof? We'll get there, but it turns out roughly 30 cases, Uh the, the guys have GHB. Oh, wow. Now, I did a little research on GHB, which I will get to. Yeah. Because I, I went a little deep. Apparently, it's an issue in Australia because that's where all the studies were oh. that I tried to find. Uh, in 1999, he transferred from Manhattan's missing persons unit to the Bronx Homicide Task Force. In 2000, uh, January 1st of 2000, to be specific, Northern Illinois University student Brian Welzine, who was 21 at the time, came into Chicago to celebrate New Year's Eve with his friends. He had about three to four drinks and was described as being extremely intoxicated. Yeah. Uh, On the way back to the hotel, he started vomiting. His buddies were like, get the fuck out of the car while I go park it. Stop puking in here. They went upstairs to get cleaning stuff. The the doorman wouldn't let him in the hotel, probably because he's puking and it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. He was gone when they came back. 77 days later, he was found 30 miles away, washing up in Gary, Indiana. Wow. One of the officers said that in the 30 years that he had been an officer out in the area of Gary, Indiana, not a single person had washed up on that shore. Wow. His blood alcohol level at the time of autopsy was 0.08. So he's not. He wasn't, he wasn't even wasn't drunk going in the water yeah. because it increased being dead. Yeah. He would have had to have walked a half a mile to the river and fell in. No. Now, way. we live in the area. We've yeah. been to Lake Michigan. We've been to waters, you know, the water right. sources out there. They're not easily accessible. No, you, they're you not. You can't at just all. park and like walk to the beach. No. You have to go down like. Multiple embankments. Exactly. Because the waves are so heavy yeah. and so high, they, they do they, that on purpose. Yes. 
This this man did not walk a half a mile. No, there's no way. And then go over all these embankments and fall in the river or the lake. He did not. So in two thousand, like the the hiking trail that people run on, mm-hmm. like the same thing. Like Lakeshore Drive, it, they run on yeah, Lakeshore Drive. It, it's not right next no. to the water. Mm-mm. Like there's embankments. There's an there's two fences and an embankment. Yeah. So it's you. So the waves don't fucking right. hit you when you're running. We've done multiple like walks yeah. down Lakeshore Drive for you know breast cancer, yeah. MS, lung cancer. You cannot easily get to the water. No. Would I have let my children do the walk with me? No, because they're they'll run into fucking water. Right. You know. Right. Of course. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. There's no way. So in 2001, Kevin retires. Okay. Guys, it's pronounced Duquesne. What? How? Your microphone is falling down. I don't. I'm more concerned about how D U Q U E S N E is Duquesne. 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 My God. All right. So Kevin Gannon retired 2001. Yeah. He starts looking into these cases on his own now. Yeah. He's retired, you know. Uh, Eventually, his old partner, Anthony Duarte, joins him. Um, and they start to connect the dots mm-hmm. that there's a, a shit ton of these from the East Coast to the Midwest. Uh, little did they know they were not alone. Uh, another New York detective, you don't hear about him much, so I don't know how long he stayed. Michael Donovan actually joined the group in 2005. Mm-hmm. But St. Cloud University in St. Cloud, Minnesota. There's a criminal justice professor and gang expert by the name of Dr. Douglas Lee Gilbertson. He was starting to notice. I would be impressed, but I am also a gang specialist. You're not a doctor. I know, but I'm a gang specialist. Yeah. Oh, remind me to tell you something. I don't know what made me think of this. I'll say it now. I did the Marco Polos, you know? Yeah. Because we were messing with you. Yeah. And I got one from our nephew. Yeah. Who said, you could hear... Our sister-in-law laughing in the background. And Austi's going, we will, we will call you back. And Jackie's like, and Jamie's going to know exactly which show that's from. And I was like, it's Friends! I don't know what made me think of that. Oh, because he's a doctor. Nobody calls him a doctor. That's what yeah. made me think of it. So he goes by Lee Gilbertson, but they call him Doc. So he, Doc. he starts taking notice. Not only are there a few instances around the area that he notices, but there's a few people from the area that died in other towns where there's clusters. Yeah. <laughs> so in early 2006, he started researching a lot of the deaths, uh, starting with the 2002 death of University of Minnesota student Chris Jenkins. So he was out with his friends celebrating Halloween in 2002. He was dressed as an Indian and kicked out of the bar around midnight. Isn't that kind of racist? Probably. Yeah. 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 Um. But flag that. You're going to want to remember that. Flagging. Racist. He, he No, not racist. The Indian costume. Yeah, I know. Uh, he was never seen again. In February of 2003, he was found in the Mississippi River near the 3rd Avenue Bridge. He was also found face up. With his arms crossed against his chest. Oh, he was tied up. He was posed. You don't die like that. You don't drown like that. Yeah. They ruled it an accidental drowning. Dude, come on. So, another one. What department was this? St. Clair, or Minneapolis. 
Just wait. In 2002, another <laughs> another uh, university student at St. John's in St. Cloud, Joshua Guyman, vanished after partying with his friends. He was the same age and had the same um, uh, features as Chris Jenkins. Same, they looked similar. Yeah. Uh, his body was never found. In uh, 2006, specifically February 1st, 2006, Scott Rydell, who was a St. Cloud University student, so right where the professor is at, um, he went missing. He was downtown St. Cloud drinking with friends, and he vanished. Allegedly, the bars are one to two blocks from the Mississippi River, which I would imagine they are. Um, And the river runs through St. Cloud. Yeah. On March 1st, his body was found. There were footprints, they said, on or around either the ice around or on the river specifically. Yeah. They deemed it an accidental accidental drowning. Um, they suspected that he walked onto the river and fell in. Do you want to know the rationale behind it? I mean, that's... That's not far from the truth. People in Minnesota are used to cold, so he would walk across the river to take a shortcut. Um, Okay, so maybe was it an accidental? He accidentally fell through the water? I mean, devil's advocate. Always. There's always devil's advocate. Yeah, I mean, if if they're known to take shortcuts... Well, okay, he's taking a shortcut. But they're not me. like they're not. It wasn't like multiple people have done this in the past. And yeah, blah, blah. But, no, the rationale was he's used to the cold weather. Yeah. So if he's walking across the ice and it accidentally broke. No, no, no I'm not saying that couldn't happen. What yeah. I'm saying is people walking across the river as a shortcut was not like a thing. It wasn't something that happened often. OK. So could it have happened? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. So. So now. Dr. Gilbertson gets a couple of graduate students and they start really fucking digging. Like they just, oh, that was supposed to say tragic accident, not traffic accident. <laughs> yeah. I think I wrote that when I was just fishing. Yeah, I think um, so. So he spends the majority of 2006 researching young male college students who drowned. He eventually expands his research outside of Minnesota and makes a list of 22 drownings that can be connected from Minnesota to Ohio. Minnesota. Minnesota. He comes to the same victim profile as Kevin Gannon and Anthony Duarte. Yeah. He says white or Asian, around five foot eight, around 165 pounds. Sporty build, does well in classes. They all you're ready for this. Yeah. They all attended college off of a stretch of I-94. Between Moorhead, Minnesota, and East Lansing, Michigan, within they were within fifty miles of I ninety four. Okay. Eighty two percent of these deaths happen in the first two weeks of the month, and seventy five percent happen when the moon is less than half full. Well, now I wouldn't what normally does that have to okay do with anything. Now normally I would be like, all right, stars, cool. Um, but when you when you work on a full moon. And 197 calls come out that are psych patients. Like, there's something to it. There's something to the moon. Yeah. You know that. You've worked a full moon. Yeah. So he also says that it is statistically impossible to have all the similarities with no connection. 
Now, in 2006, Chris Jenkins' death was reclassified as a homicide. The Minneapolis police chief came out and offered a public apology to his family, saying sometimes we make mistakes, and this time we made a mistake. All they would say was that there was a female informant who told police that an inmate bragged about a killing and a possible witness was found. Hmm. So he said he wasn't going to offer specifics, just that the case was being reopened as a homicide because they feel that Chris was thrown off a bridge. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So, despite that, the St. Cloud police chief said on record he didn't believe that Scott Rydell's death was uh, foul play or that any of the deaths were related. Ooh. I sprinkle some cases in here, you know. So, this this one kind of creeped, creeped me out a little bit. On June 12, 2005, Todd Gieb went missing after a bonfire orchard party in Casanova, Michigan. He was reported missing later that day by his mom, and a manhunt ensued. It turns out that he made several phone calls that night, one to a friend who heard, quote, I'm in a field before the call dropped. He was found three weeks later in a lake that had been searched several times prior. There was very little decomposition, and his head and shoulders were sticking out of the water. So he was like standing. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. You don't stand. No. Which, can you imagine driving by that lake and being like, Oh, is that man what swimming? the fuck? Is he swimming? Like, that's all I can picture. <laughs> right. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to have nightmares about yeah. that tonight. So, um, Hello. Yeah. They also found um, unprescribed uh, antidepressants in his system. He was not on antidepressants. He was not being treated for depression. Yeah. And a smiley face was found spray painted on a tree by where his body was found, and then a smiley face sticker was placed at his gravesite. Ooh. Let me push my glasses up for this. All right. Yikes. In Christmas 2005, 24-year-old Matt Krasicki had his 19-year-old neighbor, Curtis Lesniewski, drive him to Des Moines, Iowa, to pick up his broke-down Saturn. So Matt went around. He worked with political parties and stuff, so he would drive a lot. His car broke down. Right. They left it there. He gets a letter. They're like, come get your fucking car. Like, we don't want this shit. Yeah. So Matt's dad couldn't take him. Um, so he asked his brother Chris, and his brother Chris blew him off. Matt was a... They they were different sides of the political party. Right. And they fought about it. So, um, so Matt didn't know Curtis all that well, but he really didn't have any other options. So Curtis said they stopped in Dubuque instead of continuing to Des Moines that night because Matt knew people there and they could hang out for the night. So they got a room at the Julian Inn, which was on the Mississippi River. They then went to the hotel bar after 9 o'clock. Curtis said that he didn't have any money, but Matt had $600 with him, and he was buying drinks for people at the bar, including a bouncer from a strip club called the River Queen. The River Queen. The River Queen. Just wait. All it's right. gonna it's gonna get a little Harvey-ish here in a minute. All right. Okay. So the bouncer then said, "Quote: You can hitch a cab ride with me to this place because you guys don't know where anything is." Matt's dad, Bill, would later say, "Quote: It almost seems like Matt was lured across the river." So they go across the river to the River Queen Strip Club. Matt puts a hundred dollars on the floor to get the dancers' attention, and then starts getting twenty-five dollar lap dances from a stripper named Diamond. Yes. 
Diamond had Diamond. she had a bit of a petty record, you know, no big deal. No biggie. She's about five nine, two hundred pounds, yeah. and could pack a mean punch. All right, that's how she was described. And I was Diamond. like, dude, you could pay me twenty five bucks. Like we're about the same, you know. <laughs> so then. Curtis says, quote, all of a sudden there's a scuffle going on and it's Matt in the middle and like the two doormen pushing him out. The doorman said that he was calling the police because Matt owed $300 for lap dances. Whoa. Now Diamond told the police it was three lap dances. So that would be $75. Yeah. On top of the fact that they were only in the bar for about a half an hour. Mm. So... Unless she literally got on him the minute they walked in and didn't get off of him until they pulled him out, there's no way he could have gotten $300 for the lap dances. Hey. So. I've seen dumber things. There's just not enough time. Songs are like four minutes. Yeah, maybe he thought the stripper loved him. Oh, I'm sure he did. Oh, I'm sure he fucking did. (laughs) She loves me, man. There's still not enough time for $300 worth of lap dances. And when the stripper's like, no, man, it was like three. You know? Yeah. So, the owner, whose name was Mike Myers, <laughs> yeah, um, would later say that the bouncers at the bar across the street, which he also owned, called the police because Matt was staring at them. Creepy. So, we don't know why the police were called. The police were called, though. Yeah. They, uh, the bouncers gave Curtis... Matt's empty wallet and jacket and told him to stay out of it. Matt at some point tried to run back into the strip club and was pulled back out again. Curtis says this is where they got separated and he got a ride back to the hotel from a regular at the bar. He waited until morning, then left to get home for Christmas. Hmm. Fuck you, Curtis. Yeah. Man. Well, then he runs out of fucking gas. You know who he calls? Curtis. Matt's brother. Oh. Come come get me. I don't know where I don't know where your brother is. He's probably dead. But I ran out of gas. Can you come get me? <laughs> now Matt's dad was a cop. Okay. So he um he wasn't really taking any bullshit, you know? Yeah. So regular stated that Matt seemed dazed but was not combative in any way. The police did come and they told the walletless and coatless Matt to get a cab. Matt just walked away with no issues. They let him walk away. It was 20 degrees that night. He was never seen again. Bloodhounds later tracked his scent a mile out of the way of the bridge that would take him back to his hotel to a sand pit in an isolated marina after making his way down several residential streets. So it was like a zigzag yeah. like way to go. A woman who I think sold the dog is chilling. A woman who sold roses in the area said that that path would not make any sense and that the only way for him to get to that sand pit was somebody had to have taken him there. Mm. He was last seen on Sinsawa. Sinsinawa? Sinsinawa Avenue. Sinsinawa Avenue. Okay. Have you ever heard that word before? No. Okay, pin that too. I'm not going to remember that. No, you're going to have to. So after they get the bloodhounds out they get cadaver dogs out who got a hit in the river which they said was too dangerous to search the east dubuque police chief steve o'connell thinks that matt again tried to walk across the river this is not something that happens guys (laughs) like whatever so in march of 2006 his body was pulled out of the mississippi river at a place called dead man's sloth 
I don't want to go there. No. Uh, The cause of death was accidental drowning. The manner was undetermined. And his blood alcohol content was 0.09. Again, not shit-faced. Now, his brother Chris never forgave himself for not taking him. Yeah. And... Had a good, you know, he had a good job, was working in the mortgage industry, was like trying right. to move on. Got laid off, couldn't pay his bills. Oh, jeez. And then one day in 2007, he lined up all of his unpaid bills and hung himself. Oh. Uh, their dad said that he spent his last Father's Day at the cemetery. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's terrible. His, I want to hug his dad, Bill, <laughs> because information comes out later that I will talk about, and it... It literally breaks him. He, yeah. he no longer speaks to the media. He no longer talks about the boy's deaths. Yeah. His wife does everything for him. He just, he can't. Can't function. So, now in 1997, uh, a guy by the name of Ryan Getz was last seen leaving a party. And in 2001, a guy named Eric Blair was last seen leaving a bar. Both died under same circumstances and were found um, in East Lansing, Michigan. Those two and Matt could look like brothers. They could be fucking triplets. Yeah. Now, in East Lansing, Michigan, it's uncertain if it was at these specific boys' drowning sites or somebody else's. The word Cincinnati was painted on a rock. Cincinnati. So, oh, that was the avenue weird. he was last seen on. Yeah. Um, now, there's a more direct connection to Matt. Mm-hmm. In April of 2004... Um, a uh, University of Wisconsin lacrosse student by the name of Jared Dion, who was popular, athletic, and bright, uh, was, uh, he was missing April 10th and was found in the Mississippi River on April 15th. His baseball hat was purposefully put on top of a post next to the river. Just perched right on top. Him and Matt went to high school together. They were wrestling teammates at Heartland Arrowhead High School. No kidding. Yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Here's a couple more. So I'll get to the connections, too. Um, Josh Snell was 22 from Minnesota. He was in Wisconsin for a wedding. They were at a bar called Brothers, and he, at some point, called a friend and said he thought he was being chased. He then called another friend and said that he was scared. He was hiding in brush. He was running from someone. He didn't know them or how he was going to get away. He didn't do anything, and he was terrified and scared for his life. He told another friend that unknown people were following him, and he was in trouble with the police. His body was found in the Chippewa River four days later. Um, <clears throat> then there is Luke Homan in 2005, who also goes to the University of Wisconsin in La Crosse. Yeah. He went in, you know, to the university in 2005, and his mom was concerned because there had been seven drownings in the area. Yeah. And she would tell him not to go near the river. Right. Ha ha. Joke, joke. And she's like, I was never really concerned. He, he hates water. Yeah. In the fall of 2006, he vanished after drinking in downtown La Crosse, and he was found three days later in the Mississippi River, not far from shore. What the fuck? Acute alcohol intoxication was a major contributing factor. None of it makes sense to family friends because he said the weekend prior, quote, you pretty much have to be a dummy to drown in the river. 
Because if you were to leave a bar and see the river, you know you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, but if you're drunk... He was walking home with a friend. Right. They got separated. The friend woke up in ER detox with a head injury and absolutely no memory of what happened. Wow. There's also a mark on his forehead that appears to be a possible footprint. There was a spray-painted smiley face near where his body was found. Hmm. Jeez. Yeah. And then we have Brian Schaefer. Yeah. Brian Schaefer was a 27-year-old medical student from the University of Ohio in Columbus. Walked into a bar on April 1st and was never seen walking out. Yeah. Nobody's seen him since. Weirdest he fi- thing. He fits the profile. Yeah. He's well-educated. He's athletic. He's attractive. He's white. He's a yeah. college student. Yeah. Um, in March of 2016, Joey Labute, who was also at the University of Ohio Columbus, went missing after um, drinking with friends. He was found in the Skiato River on March 29th of 2016. His, dr- his death was ruled an accidental drowning, but there was no water in his lungs. So they said it was a dry drowning. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah. So... A dry drowning? Mm-hmm. How, do, how, how is that possible? I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's a concern, but not with grown adults. It's a concern with, like, children. Not, like, it's not frequent in adults. Okay. So, it's around this time that Gannon and Duarte hear about Dr. Gilbertson and his research. So, they just, they hop on a fucking plane. They're like, hey... We're here to crash your party. They didn't even tell them they were coming. They just showed up. Now, Sorry I ruined your Black Panther oh party. God, I love that. The best part about Dr. Gilbertson is when he first heard of their research, he was like, this is fucking ludicrous. This can't happen. Yeah. Then he started researching it and he's like, well, I'm fucking dumb. This happened. So they start comparing notes. And by 2008, they are certain that they have a killer or killers taking out young men in 25 cities across 11 states. Wow. Um, they state there's inconsistent decomposition timeline, the body, body recovery locations, similar characteristics and profiles. They state that these guys, that it's a group of people, and they communicate through the dark web. They said that at some point they had gotten through, they got a, a URL address to the dark web and spoke with someone associated but couldn't get a lot of info because they didn't have the right password and they wouldn't turn on their webcam. The dark web, like, I I need to go on it just to see what it is. It's the internet. Uh, the, yeah. It's the internet. But like bad people internet. Okay. Yeah. It's, just like different, ch- like bad chat rooms or something? It's like criminal. Okay. So, now they're also convinced that all the victims are drugged with GHB. The thing with GHB is it's not something that's in a standard drug panel for hospitals, autopsies, anything along those lines. And it dissipates quickly. Yes. So, it's about, it can be out of the urine, out of like detectable range in the urine within four hours. Yeah. Also, only 1% to 5% of the actual dosage of GHB shows up on a test. Hmm. I did a lot of research on GHB. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, It would make them easy to subdue. And one of the arguments is homicide by drowning is very uncommon. 
Well, right. who says they're physically drowning them? They're pumping them full of GHB and then throwing them in the fucking river. Right. They can't get up. So then the smiley face. This is where a lot of people are like, no, come on. They are, they say there are spray painted smiley faces of different variations, which proves that there are multiple killers. Most of them are spray painted in white. Multiple smiley faces have three point crowns. Nine have horns. And they found one at the site of a 19-year-old uh, Abel Bolanos death, a red one that was labeled Evil Happy Smiley Face Man. Could it just be copycat killers? It could be. A lot of people argue, the big thing that a lot of people argue is that smiley faces are very, very common graffiti. Yeah. That if you look around, you're going to find one. Yeah. Kevin Gannon says, all right, I get it. It's very common, but you'd be surprised at how few there are. People graffitiing where they find the smiley faces are not drawing smiley faces. Yeah. So they decided to go public with this theory. In April of 2008, they gave a press conference saying that's what was going on. Right. Gannon said he needed to bring it to the TV so people could uh, focus more on the cases to get them opened more. Um, they said that there are 12 pieces of matching evidence, including nicknames found at the scenes. And Gannon says, quote, to me, this is one of the most dangerous domestic terrorist groups in the U.S. and somebody needs to pay attention to them. Their theory was not well received by others in law enforcement. Many departments with undetermined drownings do not see any connection and deny serial killer activity. Uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin has uh, approximately eight to nine nearly identical open open investigations, but have concluded they are all accidental drownings of inebriated males. It all happens in the winter, too. So apparently it doesn't happen in the summer. Well, that's weird. If you're abroad or unattractive, you're not going to fall in the river. Just saying. Yeah. The same day the men went public, the FBI released a statement. The FBI's statement uh, regarding Midwest River Death says, quote, The FBI has reviewed the information about the victims provided by two retired police detectives who have dubbed these incidents the smiley face murders and interviewed an individual who provided information to the detectives. To date, we have not developed any evidence to support links between their tragic deaths or any evidence substantiating the theory that these deaths are the work of a serial killer or killers. The vast majority of these instances appear to be alcohol-related drownings. The FBI will continue to work with the local police in the affected areas to provide support as needed. So now I have a couple things. Okay. So despite the fact that the sheer number of these events being reported is to the point that it is beyond statistically explicable, and the FBI itself describes the cluster towns as, quote, affected areas, there's no link, right? Yeah. Cool. So 22 smiley faces are found among 13 distinct signs and symbols. Even Matt's mom says, quote, I think it validates there's some kind of connection between all the, I call them murders, I don't believe in that much coincidence. Yeah. Multiple victims had GHB, approximately 30 that I could find. Right. Um, multiple victims were at bars with brother in the name. Wow. Um, their clothes, the way they were found. Yeah. Jared had a hat that was put on a post. There was another victim, Nathan Captor, whose clothes were neatly folded and stacked next to an Indian statue. Multiple were found face up with anti-mortem injuries that cannot be explained away as injuries from water. Mm -hmm. 
Multiple were in water extended period of times with no injuries consistent with traveling at the bottom of a river or through a dam. Um, Just before going public, uh, 24-year-old Tommy Booth went missing from a bar in Woodland, Pennsylvania after celebrating a friend's 21st birthday. He's the one. He he went in, never saw him coming out. Right. His body was found two weeks later in a creek right behind the bar. So this creek behind the bar had been searched repeatedly. He wasn't fine. It's a creek. How fucking deep is it? Right. So he was found face down with no signs of trauma, held in place by three sticks, strategically placed around his body. There were shoe and drag marks found in the soil by the creek. And, oh, by the way, uh, he was in full fucking rigor. You're not, you're not in the water for two weeks. No. Nope. Dead in full fucking rigor. No. Full rigor. No. No. That That's like passed. 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Rigor sets in completely in about 12 hours. Yeah. You're in rigor for 12 hours and then it starts to go away. Yeah. So 24 hours max he was in that water. Yeah. Uh, there was a smiley face painted on a bar wall under a deck by where he was found. Um, there's like 17 more. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to do 17 on October 8th of 2009 a 24 year old Navy veteran William Hurley uh, was at a Bruins game called his fiance to come pick him up she heard a man in the background talking when she got there nobody was where he was he was found in the Charles River six days later no signs of foul play but did have GHB in his system yeah who takes GHB at a hockey game you're on a bunch of dudes. You don't need a swing and wiener. Uh, I know. You know, bodybuilders are big into yes, it. Yes, I do. Actually, I read that. Yeah. Uh, he was not a bodybuilder. He was smaller than me. It doesn't matter. I, smaller guys than me have juiced at the gym. Skip it. He's not a bodybuilder. Okay. Uh, his mom had his autopsy report reviewed by an independent physician who found in the autopsy report that there was blunt force trauma to his head, his eye socket, and his left leg Ooh. that they never told her about. There was a smiley face painted by the river where he was found. Yeah. In 2010, the Center for Homicide Research released a 12-page report named Drowning the Smiley Face Murder Theory. What is this place called? So the Center for Homicide Research is a volunteer nonprofit organization in Minneapolis who wow. researches homicide. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, the person who wrote this report was a retired fireman. Uh, okay. So they list 18 reasons why this isn't a thing. The smiley face killer isn't a thing. Okay. I debunk like seven of them. Well, this is a fireman. Right. <laughs> so the, the first one is they can't prove when the smiley faces were painted. You're right. They could have been there seven years before. They could have come back after the body was found and put it there. Okay. All the smiley faces are different. Since Sinawa, they said is found very commonly graffitied in the Midwest. Hi, we live in the Midwest. And I've never, never seen fucking, it once. Never seen it. I've never even heard of that fucking and in word. the town that I worked in, high graffiti The whole area. town is fucking graffiti. Yeah. Not the whole one is Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So because it's commonly found in the Midwest, it, quote, randomly occurred near, quote, several drowned sites. Okay. They argue that it's the name of a business and a street and a blah, blah, blah. No. Sure, firemen. No, right. Okay. Maybe stick to uh, Mm -hmm. putting out fires. Yeah. 
Oh, he was never an arson investigator either. So, like, he, he never investigated stuff. So, uh, yeah. a hose dragger. Yeah, yes, babe. Jesus Christ. Uh, number five, there's no criteria specifying the necessary distance between a smiley face and a body. Okay. Number six is there's no evidence of victim trauma. That could go either way. They're saying, okay, well, parents are saying their kids were tortured. There's no trauma. Okay, well, you're saying he was in the water for 50 days and there's no injuries on his body. How did he travel 30 miles and through a dam and there's nothing on his body? Okay. Um, Homicidal drownings are rare. Um, And I said, well, they they were drugged first. Yeah. Now, we don't know if all of them had water in their lungs, first of all. Second, um, there is scant research on homicidal drownings. There's no definitive test to prove a drowning. It can only show whether a person was in water or not. Drowning is labeled as the cause of death, usually based solely on the fact that there's a body in the water. Right. So you don't know. Hmm. Or water in the lungs. Right. right? We don't know if there was water in the lungs. We know one of them did not. But you would list it as a drowning if there's water in the lungs. Usually. But... They, they classify it as a drowning before they even get that well, far. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's also foam in the airway. Yeah. So, um, they said that water washing away evidence is a myth. I couldn't find a lot of information on that. They claim this, you know, homicide research place, they claim that you can still pull fibers and shit off of a body that's in water, which I don't, that, I, I'm not saying you that can't. I don't know. I don't know. I, and I don't know either, and I couldn't find anything, but I also, they didn't specify as to... Like time frame. Did your computer run out? I think it just did. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it doesn't fit the serial killer motive. Do you have to have a motive? What? Now they claim that it, it actually does. Right, the two detectives and and Doc Gilbertson claim that the motive is envy. That the people killing these kids are not popular. They don't have jobs. They're not successful. Yeah. And they're killing out of envy and jealousy. That's a fucking motive. I mean, not just that. It could be th- the thrill. Right. Thrill kill. Yeah. They they tried to say that it wasn't labeled so as a thrill kill. So how the fuck does it, dude, uh, this guy. Yeah. Nothing against firemen. And like my jokes were just because we, us firemen yeah. and police. Us firemen? You're a fireman? No. I, oh. The firemen that I work with and mm-hmm. stuff. Like we yeah. would joke around yeah. and, and stuff like that. I have nothing against them, but when you're going to write something like this and publish it, I, I have an issue with that. Right. Well, when... You don't know what you're fucking talking about. When I'm a stupid paramedic and I can debunk right. some of the shit that you're saying. So... <clears throat> what, do you got to look it up on your phone now? I, I wanted to because he, he specifically states it's not a thrill kill. <sighs> He specifically how states that. How is it not? Know? Yeah. How does he know? Because if you're killing for no reason, what other reason is it than thrill? Right. So, hang on. Um, the, uh, the next one is inmate confessions are unreliable. Okay. I'm going to get to the inmate confession. Not all the time. Yeah, right. You're in there for fucking, you're on death row. You have nothing to lose. Exactly. Why wouldn't you confess to shit? Exactly. So... A lot of death row inmates confess to... And because to, you're going to get something out of it. Right. Most of the time. Right. And a lot of... So that that's part of the deal. Right. Well, a lot of... <laughs> a 
a lot of inmates confess to shit after the fact. Yeah. You know? But a lot of inmates confess to shit because they're giving, they're getting something in return. Right. So what is this guy talking about? I don't know. It gets worse. Hang on. This is nincompoop stuff. Nincompoop stuff. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Hang on. It gets better. Okay. So, um, the... These are my favorite now. This is where it gets good. The general environment of disappearances are are conducive to accidental drownings. Um, It's dark. It's at night. They're intoxicated and it's near water. You know what else that's conducive for? Murder. 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 Yeah. Murder. Murder. Yeah. So, um, murder. Yeah. So you're wrong, sir. Yeah. Um, the- oh, my God. Theory that only males drowning does not support a serial killer theory. Okay, I'm done with this guy. Uh, you don't have to read anymore. Based this off is- of the fact that males are more likely to drown and engage in risky behavior. Um, serial killers, um, they have a type. And I, I'm pretty sure we've established said yeah. type. Already, I need to write to this guy and just put, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah. So, um, and women are more likely to um, binge drink in indoors, right? And and to pass out in um, dorm rooms, right? And, and apartments. Well, yeah. I mean, I want to pee in a river too. I don't want to pee in a river. Mm. I'd be afraid to fall in. So now, <sighs> I want to pee on someone's car door. Yeah. So he um, he lists that the La Crosse Police Department did a study from the fall of 2006 to February of 2010. He says that they stopped 50 intoxicated persons from entering the river. Now, La Crosse newspapers state it was 65 intoxicated persons. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. I can't find that report anywhere. Huh. So those 65 persons... Who were they? Were they men? Were they women? Right. What were their age groups? Were they children running towards R- Right. <laughs> like, I have nothing to base that off yeah. of. Yeah. He then says, the process by which intoxicated men accidentally fall into the river is well known and documented. Oh, yeah. So he goes back Happens to... Happens all the fucking right, time. He goes back to La Crosse PD's report. Yeah. Where they um, state that there were 20 imminent near drownings that survived yeah and the causes include dares suicide attempts and some accidents most of these most of the 20 had witnesses so it doesn't match any of the fucking deaths that we're talking about not a single fucking Uh, one of them not not one right um it says that accidental near drownings are common but not typically well documented yeah so how the fuck did you pull those 20 out of your butthole? Right. How'd you get those if they're not well done? And how can you base... Made up. How can you say something and then turn around and say, well, this shit's common, but, you know, nobody writes it down. Right. Nobody writes it down. Um, and he bases that off of... I know how. When you don't know what the fuck right. you're talking about. There are documented footwear slip marks in Minneapolis. Okay, so when they're, when they're told to walk to the river to go in, you don't think they slip and fall? You have no idea whether what, what those slip marks are coming from, where they're from. Dude. 
Um, many drowning cases are likely to have involved aspects of auto assassination. Do you know what that is? No. That is living with reckless disregard for one's own life. What? Mm-hmm. And that, ready? Yeah. Quote, responsible drinking does not involve drinking to the point of intoxication. Why are you what, drinking then? What, what's the point of drinking? I'm 40. You're 40. We drink to get to, drunk. To get drunk. College students most definitely drink to get, to drunk. get drunk. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that they have reckless abandonment for their life. They want to get shit-faced on Friday night. Right. Like, that's what it is. Dude. And it's just women or just men that have a reckless abandonment, <laughs> reckless disregard for life. Unreal, dude. You ready? I'm about to. I I don't know. I'm about to spit some facts at you. Oh, God. Reasons 16 and 17. I didn't even put 18 in here because it was stupid. Yeah, thanks. Uh, The malicious drugging that they claim is unsupported by evidence. They're saying you can't prove that they didn't take the GHB voluntarily. You're absolutely correct. You can't prove, though, that they weren't drugged. Right. You can't. Right. So now, he also says that GHB occurs naturally in the body with decomposition, which it does. Now, post-mortem, you'll get an average of 12.3 milligrams per liter of blood, uh, per liter of fluid in the body, excuse me, um, in blood of GHB, and it's 5.5 milligrams per liter in the urine. That's normal Mm post-mortem, okay? In order for it to be a positive test, it has to be, at the bare minimum, 30 milligrams per liter taken from the femoral artery after it has been pinched off. Wow. Most okay. don't test that way. Right. Uh, GHB is generally tested for in the urine. You will get a lower number in urine than you will in blood. Right. And um, when you're alive, you get a, a higher number in urine than blood alive. You get a lower number in urine than blood when dead. Okay. Now, they're saying these guys are all doing GHB. 30 30 of them, okay? Minimum 30 had GHB in their system. Wow. 0.05% of the U.S. population uses recreational GHB. Yeah. According to a 2020 study. Yeah. And it's mostly bodybuilders. So, of that 0.05%, 30 of them were in Wisconsin? Yeah, 30 of them were in Wisconsin? I'm sorry, but no. N- no. Mm-mm. No. no. But they, I don't think so. The big point in that in this report is that it occurs naturally. It it does. It 100% does, but at 12.5. Right. Bare minimum of a positive is 30 and like I said, only 1 to 5% of the actual dose that's given shows up in a urine test. Right. So if it's 30 in urine, it's it's it could be 3 fucking 100. Yeah. So now, it, it, like Ugh, overdose levels are usually headache. sorry are at like one thousand six hundred and sixty-five. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the levels of GHB. They were enough to be considered positive mm-hmm. versus just present postmortem because they're not going to test it present postmortem. So that's their dumb thoughts. Wow. Okay. So now there is the inmate. Oh, you got your other notebook now. I did. So, Chris Jenkins. Remember our our guy who was thrown off a bridge? All right. 
So, the inmate that offered information goes by the name of Jeremy Alford. He bragged to his sister, Crystal, that he threw an Indian off of a bridge. Dude, that's so bad. We should not be laughing. No, like a like a powwow Indian. Yeah, like a... Yeah, yeah. we should not be laughing. Um, but he was he was dressed as an Indian. Yeah. Yeah. He, um... Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was pissed because he blew her off for trick-or-treating, so she knew he wasn't home on yeah. Halloween. And he did. He said he threw a dumb kid dressed as an Indian off a bridge. That's so bad. His girlfriend alibied him for that night. But in 2007, he was sentenced for the murder of Douglas Miller. So... Sorry about that. Chance just got into the garbage. Him and his brother killed his former roommate, Douglas Miller, using a metal bar, a hammer, a barbecue fork, a knife, and a soda case? Like, what? What? Yeah. Um, So he was sentenced for murder. He was interviewed by Gannon and Duarte. That's who, this is the inmate they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So now, Milwaukee Magazine did a ton of fucking research. They interviewed police in Iowa and Minnesota and examined investigative documents from New Brighton. They all paint a portrait of a gang called Dealers of Death with links to Alford. Uh, They're from Iowa. They would go between Iowa and Minnesota. Uh, They were described as sly and cunning and violent, uh, and they were part of a transient family that was well-known to police. In 2005, Jeremy was arrested for harboring runaways, he would tell them that he'd take them to Minnesota and make them part of a gang. He also claimed it was a political subdivision of a Chicago game. And the cops... Gang? Gang. What did I say? Game. Gang. Sorry. Gang. Duh. Uh, the cop specifically remembers the name being Dealers of Death. <clears throat> when he was prosecuted... Kind of a cool name. Yeah. When he was prosecuted for uh, the death of David Miller, he tried to blame the death on other members of Dealers of Death called Zmiley and Roach. Now, these two <laughs> were also interviewed. And Waldo Faldo. Uh-huh. Smi- Zmiley, excuse me, said there were 300 members. They were based in Iowa. Okay. He also said... Were that, they folks or people? I don't know. Uh, but he was a regular at a bar called Brothers in Minneapolis... And he liked to engage in violent uh, activities. Mm. Uh, Alfred, like I said, confessed to killing a college kid in an Indian costume. <laughs> um, saying, I killed this stupid looking dude and I threw him off a bridge. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he confessed to that. And then when he was given a uh, prison visit by a relative... Mm-hmm. He spent his, quote, precious 15 minutes trying to come up with an alibi for Halloween. Mm. Uh, Roach also claimed to be part of Dealers of Death. He said that Alfred was the leader and was replaced after he was incarcerated. <clears throat> and one of the detectives stated that, quote, they hung out on the street all night and slept where they could during the day. Did Alfred kill Chris Jenkins? It's possible. Is he involved in other deaths? They're capable of almost anything, especially Jeremy. They have no compassion for human life. They're just plain weird. (laughs) Nice. So it is claimed that um, the FBI knows about them and they're not doing anything about it. The FBI said... Which I'm not surprised. Right. 
Yeah. So um, in Wisconsin, the U.S. Rep. Jim Sensebrenner called for further investigation into Matt Krzyzewski's death. He um, wrote a letter saying that he knows detectives gave FBI information related to an unnamed convict who was Alfred. Uh, Quote, in late October, early November 2007, the FBI agents met with two private detectives and a professor. Much of their theory of serial murders comes from info provided by an inmate serving a prison sentence for murder. This inmate stated he was the founder of a criminal organization called DOD, which he claims is responsible for approximately... Which he claims is responsible for approximately 40 murders. Alfred refused to take a polygraph. Duh. D-O-D, yeah, you know me. And the FBI said that they, quote, did not find this inmate credible. Hmm. Why? Hmm. Why why didn't you find him credible? Because hmm. then you'd have to admit that maybe there is a fucking gang of people killing everybody. Right. Because these guys took responsibility for it. Flat out took responsibility for it. There's 300 members across the Midwest. They all kill. That that That's what they do. They took fucking credit for it. But they're not credible. So. I don't know. That's interesting. So, obviously, a lot of people um, don't believe that this is happening. No. They think, you know, that it gives parents a way to explain away their, their kid's behavior. Um, they say that according to the CDC in 2015, the two leading causes of death for white males under 44 are accidents and suicide. Okay. Mm. 18 to 34, they're most likely to binge drink, and it's twice as common among men as it is in women. Risks include unintentional injury, not death, not death. They don't ever talk about fucking death. The detectives, Gannon and Duarte, say that there's probably a disconnect between the police and the medical examiner's office. Yeah, there Um, is. There usually is, yeah. The ME says, you know, we don't know exactly how he died, so we need to wait for the police to let us know. And then the police will say, well, the ME isn't calling it a homicide, so we're not going to make it a homicide. Yeah. So that's not always the police's, the police fault. Right. It's the state's attorney. If the ME isn't ruling something a homicide, we we have brought stuff to the state's attorney and it's been rejected or right. denied. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, or Absolutely. continue investigation. Right. Um, excuse me. So Kevin Gannon's kind of run into some shit. It just, he said that he had to mortgage his home. And Max out all his credit cards to keep investigating. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was at one point investigating uh, a death and was accused of sexual assault. The charges were dropped. He ended up getting cancer and had to stop oh, researching geez. for months. Um, they actually, the these four men have formed um, a, a detective group, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they're, as far as I can tell, they're still active. Their website is still very active. Oh, wow. Um they investigate. That's a thick notebook. I know. Babe. They're all like five subject notebooks. Yeah. I I want to find the name of it. Um, <clears throat> I have, I think, the hardest time with La Crosse, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Yeah. Guys, there's like 15 people. No, La Crosse is big because of the university. Yeah. I don't, it, like, you have a cluster. There's, yeah. there's a cluster. Yeah. A cluster. 
So Monster. they formed, they called it uh, Nationwide Investigations. Oh, that's cool. So Nationwide is yeah. on your side. It's also something Death Investigations I just saw too. So um, I don't like the fact that you can't find the lacrosse report anywhere. Yeah, I have a problem but with it's, that. But it's cited multiple times as, as evidence that these aren't homicides. Yeah, I have an issue with that. If you're going to cite it, as a reason, produce it right as an explanation to explain away homicide. You you need to make it publicly accessible. Yeah, produce it because those sixty five people, sixty of them could have been chicks. Yeah, uh, and if that's the case, then you're really pointing towards yeah, there is something going on. Yeah. If all sixty five of those were men, wouldn't you release that? Because then you're going to show mm-hmm. okay, well sixty we stopped sixty five of them, but nine of them got through us. Right. So if they were all men. You would release it, which yeah. leads me to believe that it's not all men. It's not mostly men. Well, it makes me believe that that's a made-up report. Exactly. Because you pulled the the 20 near drownings out of your butthole yeah. and produced that, but you can't produce the 65 people that you stopped. Right. So I don't like the fact that you can't find that. Yeah. And like it or not, take out the smiley face, something's not fucking right. Right. You know, it's there's a few... Okay, they were pretty close to the river. Maybe they did go and try and pee in the water, and they fell in. Yeah. But there's so many more where it's like, well, they had to walk a half a mile. Yeah, and that makes no and sense. And cross a four-lane fucking highway. Right. Like, they're you're shit-faced. Not, you're not going to do that to yeah. pee, even if you're shit-faced. There's, well, they're saying they're shit-faced enough to fall into a river, but their blood alcohol content is fucking legal limit. Right. So... I would believe it more if they were crossing that highway and got fucking... Nailed by a car. Hit by a car. Yeah. Not... They managed to cross this highway. Right. Go over an embankment, go downstairs, climb over a fence, walk a half fucking mile, and then they fell into the river? Right. How did they make it there? Yeah. I'm just not... So... I'm not cool with that. That is the smiley face killer theory and i just that's interesting when was the last one the last one and i this may not be the exact last one tied to it but i didn't have time honestly to look um the last most notable one that they talk about is 2017 with dakota james okay um but looking there's like four more in lacrosse four more men that have died after after Really? That have died between like 2017 and 2022 in lacrosse. Dude, lacrosse has something going on. Well, and they, it's all over. Like the only thing you can find about the report and, and guys falling into the river is that college students um, are now walking like the river's edge when the bars close to stop people from falling in or to stop people from, yeah, going in. Really? Mm-hmm. And one of the reports says not a single person has fallen in since. Hmm. Really? Because Lacrosse Point newspaper says, says different. different. <laughs> there was one in March of 2022. It says someone got fished out of a fucking lake. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something. They got something going something's on. Something's going on. So, I mean, I know you guys are dumb and I know you guys like to pee on stuff, but I also know that you guys are lazy. Yeah. And there's no way. If they're drunk enough to fall in the water, they're too drunk to get to the water. To the water. Because they're not close. There's only a few of them that were like, they were a couple blocks from the water. Right. Most of them. A couple blocks is still too I know, long. I know. 
most of them, I mean, there's a, there's we're a significant distance. We're going outside to pee on the wall. And then we're coming back in and finishing drinking. Or we're going outside to pee right. on someone's door handle. Mm-hmm. And then we're coming yeah. back in. But the guys who were, you know, they, at autopsy, they have a BAC of 0.08 or 0.09 and they were f- fucking puking and falling into that, shit? That doesn't make sense. It's just, there's like, like so many people say in the research, it's, it's too much to be coincidence. Yeah, it is. One or two, all right. Yeah. Thirty? Eh. Nah. Now they have a list of. Originally, they had a list of seventy that they narrowed down Jesus. to. Oh, that they narrowed down to forty. But the latest number, they said that there could be up to three hundred and thirty-five. Holy fuck! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. That just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So take out the smiley face deal. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's not a smiley face at every scene. But now they're saying they have 12 significant markings that are at almost every scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. The word, Cincinnati. I don't give a fuck who you are. That is not common in the Midwest. No, it's not common at I'm all. I'm in the Midwest. We've been to fucking Ohio right. and Wisconsin and Michigan. I've, I've never we fucking seen that anywhere. Right. I've never seen that anywhere. Right. I've never heard of it. It's not a business name or street name where I live. Right. <laughs> like, it's just not. Right. I just, why are you trying so hard to explain away things that make sense to... And why is a fireman doing it? Yeah. What, why yeah. isn't it someone related to the field? Oh, well, that's the center of national uh, homicide well, research or whatever. I'm sorry, but he shouldn't be fucking writing these kinds, kinds of reports. Not if... I, as a uh, stupid female paramedic, can debunk seven of them. Right. Nothing against you, but a paramedic who's never been to the police academy has no police training. I mean, I'm basically a detective, but... (laughs) Right. Just saying. Like, when all I have to do is get on Google and And, look up fucking GHB. Yeah. And, you know, when you're citing this report as proof that it's an homicide, but I can't find the fucking report anywhere. Right. There's too many things. And oh, it's it's conducive for accidental drowning. Uh, and murder, you fucktard. Right. Murder. Like, it's dark. They're alone. Mur- murder. murder. Hello, murder. I just... And, and a lot of people I know stopped taking them seriously when they started talking about the smiley faces. Okay, yeah. well, take out the fucking graffiti. Right. Look at the fact that there there's are... There's still There's a significant fucking pattern. Yeah. There's a significant pattern. And don't tell me it doesn't fit a serial killer profile. Y- it yes, it does. It absolutely does. They have a type. Yeah. It They're going after does. white college age men who are, who are drunk, they say. Okay. Right. Boom. Right there. There's a type. Uh, this and how come? Give me a headache, yeah, babe. You know, if college students are so prone to binge drinking, how come there's no fucking broads falling in the water? Yeah. We're dumber. We're going to fall in water. Mm-hmm. We have to squat to pee. Right. We are falling. If anybody's falling while they're peeing, it's, it's the guys. drunk girls. Yeah. Because we're going to squat and then try and do a fucking headstand right. or some stupid shit like that. And we're going in the fucking water. Right. <laughs> you know we are. Yeah. I mean, because uh, you know how when they would teach you like to do the squatting headstand? Yes. Every fucking broad who's going to squat and pee is going to be like, watch me do my headstand. Right. You know they fucking are. And you know all of my friends are like, mm-hmm, I've done it. <laughs> totally done it. Mm-hmm. Right. We're falling in the water. Yeah. Not you guys standing. Right. It's us. No, we're making swirlies yeah. with our pee. That's what I'm saying. You guys are trying to pee on each other. Right. Like, 
We're playing swords. And you guys travel in packs just as much as fucking broads do. Right. The odds of you guys, like, wandering. No. We're playing swords. Yeah. We're seeing who can par- pee further. That's what I'm saying. I just... And you're not walking a fucking half a mile to pee in water. You will find a puddle. Right. You will pee in the sink because yep. there's water in the sink. Yeah. You're not walking... Ha- I'm not walking fucking half a no, mile. No, we'd rather pee you- in the bathroom to pee on the she- ice because it, it, we get to see it melt. Do you know how many times I would have peed my pants in that half mile trying to get to the water to pee in the water? Right. And they're like, oh, they're drunk and disoriented. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, to go a few blocks a- across a busy street over a fence... Dude. Dude, I'd, I'd pee in my pants already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd pee in my pants. And every one of them, they say, well, he he was peeing by the river. Uh, well, I don't know. It's cold. Uh, it's cold. It only happens in the winter. Like. Yeah, the, this one gave me a headache, babe. There's too much. Too much. There's too on. much. It's some something's. Something's going on. Yeah. I, I did email the agency that they have, though. Oh, did you? I did. That's what I was doing. And like, debunk it? No, I, well, um, no, not the national. Oh. No, 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 oh. the the detectives. Oh, okay. I, I emailed, you can have a, there's like a contact sheet or page on their website. Oh, So okay. I sent them an email. I'm going to see if they're going to answer me. Okay, that's cool. And I kind of want to hear one of them say water. 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 Yeah. Is the water wet? And they're, oh, babe, the, the, they're like, yeah. <laughs> water. All so, right. Well, this was a good one. This was uh, this was a good one. It made my brain hurt. This one's gonna bother me for a while. Yeah. I'm gonna have dreams about Todd, just yep. perched up in the fucking water. Yeah. Like, you think his head was like back or I mean, oh, I don't like know, I just babe. I can't not. I don't, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Blech. And why was he standing? There was another one who was found vertical too. Blech. Yeah. But just his shoulders and his head, like. Yeah. Hello. 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 Hello, hello. Like, Murder. Fuck my life, man. Like, I, that's all I can picture right now. I'm going to have dreams about that. All right. Ugh. Well, this, this was a good one. Uh, our next episode is going to be a Patreon exclusive. Babe, what is it going to be? Mark wants to do Dirty John. Dirty John. <laughs> you dirty boy. I think it's a good one. Yeah, I do too. Because, you know, he dies, so. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So that's going to be our next episode, which will be out in a few days. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with that one, too. Like this one, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know much about it at at all. Well, I I watched the Netflix. The Oxygen? Yeah, I I believe so, yeah. I didn't watch anything. I just read a bunch of shit. But I didn't, like, I, I didn't even think about it until we were doing Brian Schaefer. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, um... Guys, hit us up on our social media. Please give us some reviews, uh, some five-star ratings on whatever platform you listen to us on. Um, hit us up on, on Facebook, Instagram. We love hearing you, hearing from you guys. Um, we love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. Yeah. Thank you, Patreons. Um, thank you, everyone, for your support. Yeah. So. Um, you guys are great. Yeah. And then hopefully soon we should have some news on some new uh, upcoming shows that we're going to be attending. Mm-hmm. Um, that 
hopefully we're invited to. So one is looking real promising. Yeah, one is looking very promising. I know a couple people that are gonna scream. Yep. So uh speaking of which, um, so we have a listener, Amy. Um, she sends me stuff periodically and it's Mm -hmm. literally the funniest shit in the fucking world. Uh, my first day back to work, she sent me a bouquet of poop cookies. Oh, that's awesome. Because I was having a shitty day. So she sent me a bouquet of not only poop cookies, but gay rainbow poop cookies. Yeah, that's awesome. With a card talking about, I hope you enjoy your shitty day. <laughs> um, she recently asked if I could use a neck pillow after surgery. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Why did she fucking send me a neck pillow that is a penis? It's awesome. With a smiley face and balls. And the foreskin is a pocket. Uh, I have slept with that fucking pillow every night oh, and since I've, she has sent it. I've taken pictures. Yeah. Yeah. There's a picture of me asleep with him pointing it at my face. Right. So, Amy, the penis pillow. It's it's great. Yeah. It is She's the one cool. who sent me the, the fucking guy on the toilet tape dispenser. Yeah, I know. They're amazing. Yeah. The, the cookies were fucking delicious. Were they? Oh, my God, they were good. You didn't share them. No, me. I didn't. I did not. I left them at work. I would have eaten a pillow. Oh, they were one. great. But the penis pillow is... Uh, yeah, it's pretty spot on. Yeah, it's pretty fucking comfortable, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's like The dog was sleeping yeah, on it the so other like, day. If you get... Because like my head tends to go forward. If you just turn it a little and put the balls like right over your shoulder, my head doesn't go down. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. Babe, I could do that for you. No. No, I want the penis pillow. My balls can we have hold to, up your shoulder. We should name the penis pillow. What should we name it? Chad. Why? You'd never name my wiener. Yeah, but Chad's a stupid name. You don't want me to name your wiener Chad. Yeah, I don't I know. We could name it Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. Pedro. What What was the other one he says? Purple-headed yogurt slinger? And yeah. uh, Pedro. Pedro? Pedro? It's a great movie. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.